ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار مرحبا بكم اهلا وسهلا we welcome you all to this conference which is titled the medicine of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam the conference which focuses on health and well-being as we know walillahi alhamd that islam is a complete way of life it covers every aspect of life and this is from the perfection of this deen and mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us as allah azza wa jalla he mentions al yawma atmantu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati wa raditu lakum al islam deena 
that this day I have completed for you your religion and I have perfected my favor upon you and I am pleased for you Islam as your religion, your way of life so here Allah describes the deen as being complete He describes the deen as being perfected. And this is the way of life that Allah is pleased with for all of mankind. In Islam being a complete and perfect way of life, that means that there is no aspect of life Except that there is guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding that aspect of one life. So we as Muslims, no matter what situation in life we are dealing with or facing, there is knowledge for us in the kitab and in the sunnah that teaches us how to deal with the problems or difficulties or the issues that we are facing as Muslims. And this is whether the issue is connected to creed, the issue is connected, whether the issue is connected to worship, mannerisms, business transactions, dealings, social ills, family life, you name it, there's guidance. Because if there is no guidance, let's say as an example for the social ills, there's guidance on how to believe, guidance on how to worship, but no guidance for family problems. Then that means the deen is not complete then. And then that would mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He lied, and we know that Allah is free and far above being a liar. For the most truthful speech is the Book of Allah. As the Prophet ﷺ used to say, فَإِنَّ أَصْدَقَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ For indeed, the most truthful speech is the Book of Allah. And we know that the Prophet ﷺ, he conveyed the message. As Allah commanded him to convey the message. So there's nothing missing from the religion. And if we do say that there's something missing from the religion, then that would mean that the Prophet ﷺ did not convey the message. He concealed something from the message. Or he, was, he wasn't aware of it. And all of these scenarios are evil. All of them. Well, a person says Allah lied. The religion is not complete. That's evil and it's the worst of them. Or saying that the Prophet ﷺ, he knew, but he didn't convey. That's evil also. And to say that the Prophet ﷺ was unaware, so he couldn't convey, that's also evil. 
So the belief of the Muslim is that Islam is a perfect, complete way of life that deals with every aspect of life. And those who are in the positions of teaching and educating the people, they must teach just that. The perfection of Islam. The different aspects of life that Islam addresses, especially that which is relevant to our situation. Those things must be taught. Along with the most important matter being taught, the affair of the aqidah and the manhaj and how to worship Allah properly. But the other aspects of the deen also have to be taught. We don't leave those affairs off. We don't just focus on aqidah. We don't just focus on ibadah. But we focus on every aspect of life. Just as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam did following the guidance he received from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have this conference here dealing with the medicine of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam focusing on health and well-being. Islam, barakallahu feekum, has come to protect and preserve the five necessities. The five necessities Islam has come to protect and preserve. The first one is the deen, the religion. Islam has come to protect the people's religion. So we see that Allah Azza wa Jal He guides us to the correct aqidah and the correct ibadah. He warns against shirk and prohibits that which leads to associating partners with him. He commanded the Prophet ﷺ to call to la ilaha illallah and to teach the people how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala properly. Islam has come to protect and preserve your religion. Also Islam has come to protect and preserve people's lives. That's the second matter. So we find that unjust killing is prohibited in Islam. Killing innocent people is prohibited in Islam. We find that whoever saves one life is as if the person has saved mankind or all of mankind. If a person was to take a life unjustly, is as if the person has killed all of mankind. We find the prohibition of pointing a weapon at one's brother. As the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, so that the shaitan doesn't come and causes the hand of his brother to strike with that weapon and then eventually kill his brother. Can't even play in this way, in this manner. Can't even point a weapon at your brother jokingly. You can't do that. Why? Because the preservation of life is important. And we don't want no one's life to be taken, not even accidentally. 
So Islam has come to protect life. The third matter, Islam has come to protect the intellect. So we find that Allah has prohibited the use of intoxicants. Because intoxicants corrupt the person's intellect. We find that Islam has come to protect the people's wealth. This is the fourth necessity. So Allah has legislated rules and regulations prohibiting deception in business transactions. Allah legislating taking witnesses to the contract. This is for the preservation of a person's wealth. Stealing is haram in Islam. And other than that, the Prophet mentioned how the blood property and the honor of the Muslim is sacred. Islam has come to preserve these things. In the last matter, Barakallah Fikum. One's lineage and what's connected to lineage is the person's honor. So the lineage and the honor go together. So Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah Azza wa Jal, He prohibited zina. Allah Azawajal has prohibited that people commit zina because zina it causes dishonor to the individual and zina illegal sexual intercourse it causes the lineages of the people to become mixed up. A woman commits zina, she gets pregnant, the husband thinks that is his child, but is actually someone else's child. So now a child is falsely attributed to a man who's not the father. So Allah Azza wa Jal has prohibited the committing of zina This conference barakallahu fikum the focus is upon health and well-being. As Islam has come to preserve the person's life, and a part of the preservation of a person's life is preserving and protecting their health. 
And likewise the intellect, Islam has come to preserve. So when we look at the affair of health and well-being, the Muslim is in need of spiritual well-being, and spiritual health. The Muslim is in need of physical well-being, physical health. And likewise, mental well-being and mental health. All of these aspects are important for the Muslim to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala properly. To worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a manner that Allah has legislated and that being sincerely and correctly. In this lecture, I will be covering some points of benefit from the speech of Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah rahimahullah ta'ala. And he mentions rahimahullah ta'ala fa'a'adhamu asbabi sharh al-sadr at-tawheed. He says the greatest reason for the ease and the expansion of one's chest, it is the tawheed of Allah. Meaning here, the greatest reason for the ease of the heart, the ease of the soul, is the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why is this important? It's important because we have in this day and time, unfortunately, those who belittle and look down upon the books of Tawheed. And specifically, the works of the noble Shaykh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, rahimahullah, Kitab al-Tawheed. And what is Kitab al-Tawheed except for the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the ahadith of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and narrations on the early generations of Muslims and the points of benefit that are extracted from these texts. How can one look down upon this work specifically or anything similar to it and claim that it does not solve and address the problems of mankind or specifically the African-American community or life here in the West in America. One of the greatest problems that we have here in America 
is people dying from what? Stress. And the stress coming from anxiety and worry and grief. And individuals being sad, not having ease in their hearts and in their souls, not being content. All of these things that have been mentioned here play a role in a person's stress level and eventually leads to the death of many. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah, he states that the greatest reason for the expansion of the chest, bringing ease to the heart, is the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the foundation. That's the origin. He goes on to say, وَعَلَىٰ حَسْبِ كَمَالِهِ وَقُوَّتِهِ وَزِيَادَتِهِ يَكُونُ انشراح الصدر صاحبه قال الله تعالى أفمن شرح الله صدره للإسلام فهو على نور من ربي وقال الله تعالى فمن يدر الله أن يهديه يشرح صدره للإسلام ومن يدر أن يضله يجعل صدره ضيقا حرجا كأنما يصعد في السماء. شيخ الإسلام ابن قيم الجوزية رحمه الله تعالى. He mentions the state. He mentions according to. The degree of the person's completion of Tawheed Or according to the degree of the completion of Tawheed in the person's life And the strength of the Tawheed in the person's life And its increase Then this will determine The degree of the person's chest being expanded Or the ease Of the individual's heart and soul Meaning by this the more the individual is firm upon the Tawheed of Allah, the less stress the individual has. We speak about well-being, health. Tawheed is a major factor when it comes to the well-being of the individual. And it is not befitting that anyone belittles the affair of Tawheed or the books of Tawheed. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah, he mentions the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal in Surah Al-Zumar, Surah 39, verse number 22. Allah, he states what means, is he whose breast Allah has opened to Islam so that he is in light from his Lord similar to one who is a non-Muslim? Woe to those whose hearts are hardened against 
The, remember, the remembrance of Allah, they are in plain error. As Allah says, فَوَيْلٌ لِلْقَاسِيَةِ فَوَيْلٌ لِلْقَاسِيَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ مِنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أُولَٰئِكَ فِي ضُلَالٍ مُّبِينٍ So woe to those whose hearts are hardened against the remembrance of Allah, those are the ones who are in plain error. Also, Shaykh al-Islam ibn Qayyim al Jawziyyah he mentions the statement of Allah from Surah Al-An'am. And showing that the Tawheed of Allah and the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it brings ease to the hearts. It brings ease to the souls. Allah, He states, and this is verse number 125 in Surah 6, Surah An'am, verse 125. Whomsoever Allah wills to guide, He opens up His chest to Islam. Whomsoever Allah wills to go astray, He makes His chest closed and constricted. As if he is climbing up to the sky. Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, "Kadalika yajalullahu rijsa ala ladina la yuminun." Thus, Allah He places the wrath upon those who do not believe. So here, Sheikh Al Islam. Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah, he mentions these two verses from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After mentioning that Tawheed is the greatest reason to cause a person's chest to be expanded. Tawheed is the greatest reason to cause a person's heart to be expanded, a person's heart and soul to be at ease. And according to the strength of the person's Tawheed, that will determine the level of the person's ease. That will determine the level of the person's heart being or finding tranquility and being upon rest, a person's soul being content. So that means that the people who do not have Tawheed in their life, these are the people due to the absence of Tawheed, we find them being in a state of turmoil and chaos. Their hearts not being at ease. Them being afflicted with high levels of stress. Constant worry and grief and anxiety. Because the faith is not there. 
And likewise for the Muslims who are within the fold of Islam, however, their practice of the deen is weak. The level of Tawheed is weak. We find that these Muslims, they experience something similar of that which the non-Muslims experience of grief and worry and anxiety and having their chest to be tight and constricted. So Allah Azza wa Jal is stating that the one who he opened up his chest for Islam and he is upon a light from his Lord, he's different from the one who Allah Azza wa Jal did not open up his chest. They're not the same. The people of Tawheed are not similar to the people of Shirk. The people of Tawheed are not similar to the people of Shirk. There's a difference. And even the people of Tawheed themselves, they're not similar one to another because the people are upon different levels of Tawheed. So those who are strong in their Tawheed of Allah Azza wa Jal, they're different from those who are weak in their Tawheed of Allah Azza wa Jal. As Iman differs from one person to another. We're not of those who have the belief that everybody is the same in faith. This is the creed of who? The Murjiyah. The Murjiyah, they don't believe in people being upon different levels of faith. With them, everybody is the same. To the point that they will view a person who was a criminal to be similar to the likes of Abu Bakr or Umar radiallahu anhu. There being no difference between them. But Iman is of levels and degrees. And the stronger the person's faith, the better the person is spiritually. The better the person is when it comes to the ease and tranquility that the person finds in his life or her life. Because what is the Tawheed? The Tawheed is the magnification of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Putting your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Depending on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala controls all affairs. The Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is turning to Allah, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alone there being no partners for Him. And when one calls or supplicates, he supplicates to Allah alone. 
the one in whose hands is the control of all affairs. What else can an individual like this expect except for ease and tranquility in his life? Because this individual who is strong upon the Tawheed of Allah, he has given all of his affairs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He depends upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He trusts in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Along with embarking upon the means. But his heart is at ease. Even if he is a poor man. You will not find the individual committing suicide. Because his belief in Allah is strong. And firm. And he is patient with that which Allah is testing him with. Different from the disbeliever. Or the one who is weak in iman. As you find from amongst the disbelievers, individuals who we will say they're filthy rich, but yet you see in the news the likes of these individuals who are quote-unquote filthy rich committing suicide. One would think that they have the best life that one can have in this dunya. The cars, the homes, traveling around the world, the fame, celebrity status, and other than that. Whatever they want, they can buy. For the most part, one would think that this individual is living the life but yet, this individual takes his life. Why? The tranquility and the ease is not there. Because you can't buy that ease and tranquility that comes with Tawheed with money. No matter how much money you spend, you can't buy that. That's a favor from Allah that He gives to the people of Tawheed. So you'll find a person who's poor and struggling financially, going through hard times, but yet the person is content. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he mentioned لَيْسَ الْغِنَى أَنْ كَثْرَةَ الْعَرَضِ وَلَكِنْ الْغِنَى غِنَى النَّفْسِ أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said richness is not having a lot of material possessions. But richness is having a content soul. A soul being at ease. 
Where does that ease come from? The Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has expanded his chest. Islam and he is upon a light from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this individual is different from the one who was upon misguidance Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah rahimahullah, he stated, فَالْهُدَى وَالتَّوْحِيدِ مِنْ أَعْظَمِ أَسْبَابِ شَرْحِ الصَّدْرِ وَالشِّرْقِ وَالضُّلَالِ مِنْ أَعْظَمِ أَسْبَابِ ضِيقِ الصَّدْرِ وَالْإِنْحِرَافِ وَإِنْحِرَاجِهِ وَإِنْحِرَاجِهِ Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah rahimahullah ta'ala, he states, Therefore, guidance and the Tawheed is from the greatest of the reasons of the expansion of one's chest, one's heart, one's soul. And on the opposite, shirk, polytheism, and misguidance is from the greatest of the reasons of the tightness and the constriction of the person's chest in being in a state of unease. The person is not at ease. Where does that come from? Shirk and misguidance. Because when Allah mentions the individual being upon a light from his Lord, what is intended here? The light is the ilm, the knowledge of the deen. And what is based upon the knowledge of the deen? The person's faith. This is what it means to be upon a light from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The person meaning is upon the deen of Islam. Having knowledge of the deen and practicing that deen. When a person is knowledgeable about the religion and the person is practicing the religion, wallahi, you find that this individual is in a state of ease. It's in a state of ease. You find this individual not being a person who's worried about everything. That doesn't mean that the individual is negligent and he neglect his worldly affairs, no. Rather, he's at ease because he knows with certainty that Allah controls all affairs. The knowledge has caused the individual to reach that level. And the practice of the deen causes the individual to reach that level. So the individual has inner well-being. He has spiritual well-being. He has uh, mental well-being. He's not stressed out. 
a Muslim, Barakallah Fikum, we should not be suffering from high levels of stress. Why? Because we have the remedies for stress, worry, sadness, grief, and other than that. The medicine is there in the Quran and in the Sunnah. And perhaps if we were applying that which Allah Azza wa Jal has legislated for us, and that which the Prophet ﷺ directed us to, we wouldn't have to be going to the doctors here and getting the prescription medicine. Now we gotta go to CVS and Rite Aid and whatever else to go get the medicine for the Ahsan. The antidepressant medicine because we too stressed out. Perhaps this is due to the person ignoring the religious remedies. Ignoring the guidance in the Quran of how to deal with calamities when they come. How to deal with hardships. How to deal with trials and tribulations. All of this Allah has addressed. All of this the Prophet ﷺ has addressed. Are we downplaying People having serious cases of depression, no. And are we telling people, throw away your medicine? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, Barakallah Fikum, a lot of times, the problems that we have with our mental health, and even the physical health, a lot of times it comes as a result of us not practicing the religion as we supposed to practice. If not all of the time. There is a narration, however the narration is not authentically reported on the Prophet ﷺ, but the meaning is correct. It states, إِذَا دَخَلَ النُّورُ الْقَلْبِ انْفَسَحَ وَانْشَرَحَ قَالُوا وَمَا عَلَامَةُ ذَلِكَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ قَالَ الْإِنَابَةُ إِلَى دَارِ الْخُرُورِ وَالتَّجَافِي عَنْ دَارِ الْغُرُورِ وَالْإِسْتِعْدَادِ لِلْمَوْتِ قَبْلَ النُّزُولِ This narration states, that when the light enters the heart, the heart expands and opens up. So, the narration states that the companion said, what is the sign of that, O Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam? He said, the sign of that is the person turning towards the abode of everlasting life. And turning away from the abode of deception. And preparing oneself for death before it takes place. Again, the narration itself is not authentically reported on the Prophet ﷺ, but the meaning is correct. 
that when the light of Islam enters into the heart of the individual, now, so when the light of Islam enters into the heart of the individual, this individual, his heart expands, opens up, becomes in a state of ease, tranquility. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Qayyim al-Jawziya rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, Al-Nur al-Ladhi yuqadifuhu Allahu fi qalb al-Abd huwa nur al-Iman. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Qayyim al-Jawziya rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, the light which Allah puts into the heart of the servant, it is the light of faith. فَإِنَّهُ يَشْرَحُ الصَّدْرِ وَيُوَسِّعُهُ وَيُفْرِحُ الْقَلْبِ فَإِذَا فُقِدَ هَذَا النُّورِ مِنْ قَلْبِ الْعَرْضِ ضَاقَ وَحَرِجَ وَصَارَ فِي أَضْيَقِي سِجْنٍ وَأَصْعَبِهِ Shaykh al-Islam ibn Qayyim al-Jawziya rahimahu Allah ta'ala he states Indeed, it expands the chest, meaning the, the, first, the person's iman, the person's faith. When the faith enters into the heart, it expands the chest, it brings that ease to the person's heart, to the person's life, to the person's soul. It expands it, it causes the heart to be happy. People are looking for happiness, right? Right or wrong? People are looking for happiness. Happiness is in faith. True happiness is in faith. The true good life is in faith. What Allah Azza wa Jal mentions. مَنْ عَمِنَ صَالِحًا مِنْ ذَكِرٍ وَأُنْفَى وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنَ فَلَنُحِيَّنَّهُ حَيَاطٍ طَيِّبًا that whoever does good, whether a male or a female, and the person is a believer, we will cause the person to live a good life. We will cause the person to live a good life. People are searching for the good life. Allah Azza wa Jal has mentioned how to attain a good life. So what are the conditions? Iman and Amun Saleh. Belief in good deeds. That's Surah Al-Nahl, verse number 97. مَنْ عَمِنَ صَالِحًا مِنْ ذَكَرٍ أَوْ أُنْثَى وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنْ فَلَنُحِيَّنَّهُ حَيَاةً طَيِّبًا وَلَنَجْزِيَّنَّهُمْ أَجْرَهُمْ بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Whoever does good, whether it is a male or a female, 
Yes, women too can have a good life in Islam. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, Allah has not neglected the women. It's not just the men who can have a good life. Hayakum Allah, marhaban shaykhah. Assalamu alaikum. It's not the men alone who can have a good life, but the women can have a good life too. For those who like to say, oh Islam, it's a male chauvinistic religion and everything is for the men and the women, they have no rights. So Allah says, min dhakarin wa untha. Whether a male or a female. So you can have a good life too, sister. Don't let nobody tell you Islam does not afford you the opportunity to have a good life. And if you, be, and if you become a Muslim, this is what the kuffar, they tell the women who are thinking about becoming a Muslim. If you become a Muslim, your life is going to change. It sure is. For the better. For the, for sure. It's going to change. For the better. Because of the iman, because of the good actions, Allah promises. This is a promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah doesn't break His promises. We will cause the person to live a good life. And then we will indeed or surely reward them their reward for the best of that which they used to do. So not only do you have a good life in this world, you have a great magnificent reward waiting for you in the next. You can't lose having iman and righteous actions. Money can't buy that. Yes, wealth brings ease, pays the bills, puts food in the fridge. Yes, we're not denying that. We're not saying that we're not in need of wealth. But wealth without iman and good deeds will not bring you about having that good life. It's not. It's going to alleviate some worries, but the person is not going to have that contentment and that that ease and tranquility that Tawheed brings, as mentioned by Sheikh Al-Islam Ibn Qayyim al because he goes on to say, when this light is missing from the heart of the servant, the heart becomes constricted. The heart is not at ease. And the individual becomes in the most constricted prison. The person's heart is in the most constricted prison and the most difficult type of prison and lockdown that the individual's heart can be in due to the absence of Iman. You look at Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala and how he was in a state of ease 
even though he was in prison. Subhanallah. And other than him, before him, the story of Yusuf alayhi salam. Yusuf alayhi salam, truly somebody who was wrong, who was wrongfully imprisoned. Right? Still calling the people to the tawheed of Allah azawajal. Still in the state of trusting Allah and depending upon Allah. Still holding on to his deen. Not saying, oh Allah, you know I'm innocent, but yet you decree that I'm in this, in this prison. Speaking bad about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No, him being in prison and his calling to Tawheed is an indication that he still was strong upon his faith. Even though he was facing that trial. We hear stories of individuals being wrong, wrongfully imprisoned. And then get released and what happens? Suicide. We had an incident here. In New York City. Young, young man was imprisoned, was beat up in prison and the likes. Traumatized them. Traumatized them. Came home, couldn't take it no more. The absence of Tawheed, the absence of Iman is a serious calamity that leads to severe complications. So how dare an individual downplays a book authored by one of the scholars and the focus on, on of the book is upon the Tawheed of Allah and the person says that that book is not for the people here in America it's not applicable, that's for the people in Arabia he was addressing the social ills of his time it's not kufr, the social ill of every individual who's upon kufr or every society that is upon kufr, is that not a social ill? A shirk billah azawajal, is that not a social ill? We have one of the greatest of the scholars in Islam, after the virtuous generation, saying that the greatest cause for a person's chest to be constricted and not at ease is a shirk with dolal. Polytheism and misguidance. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Qayyim al-Jawziya rahimahullah ta'ala, he states, فَيُصِيبُ الْعَبْدُ مِنْ شِرَاحِ صَدْرِهِ بِحَسْبِ نَصِيبِهِ مِنْ هَذِ النُّورِ وَكَذَلِكَ النُّورِ الْحِسِّيِّ وَظُلْمَةُ الْحِسِّيَّةِ حَادِهِ تَشْرَحْ الصَّدْرِ وَحَادِهِ تُضَيِّقُهُ He said the servant will attain the expansion of his chest according to his portion of this light. 
Meaning according to the individual's portion of faith, that's going to determine how much his soul is at ease. How much his heart is at ease. And his mental state is intact. And likewise, the tangible light and the tangible darkness, this one expands the chest and this one constricts it. He says, Al-ilm فَإِنَّهُ يَشْرَحُ الصَّدْرُ وَيُوَسِّعُهُ حَتَّى يَكُونَ أَوْسَعَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا وَالْجَهْلِ يُورِثُهُ الدِّيقَ وَالْحَصْرِ وَالْحَبْسِ He says the knowledge, meaning the knowledge of the deen, it expands the chest, it makes the chest vast, it opens it up. Until the person's heart and chest becomes more vast than the entire dunya. But as for ignorance, and being ignorant of the ignorant of the Quran, being ignorant of the Sunnah, being ignorant of the Deen, this is the knowledge that Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah is speaking about. Being ignorant of the religion, what does it bring about? It brings about constriction. It brings about limitation. It brings about imprisonment of what? Of the heart. Imprisonment of the soul. No ease. The person, his life, he's not comfortable in life. No matter how much money he has. No matter how big the individual home is. Individuals are hanging themselves in their mansions. In their mansions, people are finding them hanging from the ceiling fans, hanging from the balconies and other than in the mansions. Why? The absence of iman. We are speaking about the non-Muslims here. So it's important, Barakallahu Feek. that we strive to establish the spiritual well-being, the well-being of the heart. Meaning the abstract well-being. And yes, we have to be mindful of the physical well-being of the heart, and the brothers will be speaking about this topic, and other than that, in the lectures to come tomorrow and the day after, insha'Allah ta'ala. But the spiritual well-being, the well-being of your heart, the well-being of your soul, and connected to that is your mental state. You have to have concern for that. You can't neglect it. And having concern for it is learning your deen, believing in your deen, practicing your deen. This is what brings about the good life. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, that whoever does good, whether a male or a female, and the person is a believer, we will cause the person to live a good life.
then certainly we will reward the person or we reward them with their reward with the best of that which they used to do. Surah Al-Nahl, verse number 97. Surah 16, verse 97. This is an important proof here when it comes to how to have a good life and the well-being of the individual. Inshallah Ta'ala, we will stop at this point for the Salah. We will continue after Salat al-Isha as our brother, Shaykh and teacher, Abu Zainab, Tawfiq, Hafidhullah Ta'ala has arrived. And also the dinner will be served too. So we encourage the brothers and the sisters to remain behind. We don't want the food to go to waste. And most importantly, we want to benefit uh, from our brother who has come uh, some ways. Barakallah Subhanak Allahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha ila ant. Astaghfiruka wa atubi